Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now that Super League chatter is over, it's time for the Champions League semifinals. And we talk Real Madrid against Chelsea first leg Tuesday. Champions League preview with Jimmy Conrad and James Benj begins right now. What's up, everybody? Que golazo Champions League semifinals. It's getting tasty. It's already tasty. Jimmy Conrad, how are you, my friend? I am great. I'm sorry I missed everybody this weekend. So much to talk about. I'm sure you and Heath had a great time. But me and James are here now, so everybody's life should be better. Everybody's life should be better. That's right. James Bench, how are you? Dream team. Rolling. (laughs) Dream team. Love it. How are you? You good? Tottenham lost a cup final. (laughs) I'm feeling good. (laughs) Tottenham lost a cup final. Julian Nagelsmann probably won't go that way as well. So much to talk about. Hey, everybody, welcome to Champions League. Diego Lasso, Tuesday preview, Real Madrid against Chelsea. A cracking game, hopefully. Jimmy Conrad, how are you feeling about this one? Before we even get into the details and everything, I say to you, Real Madrid against Chelsea. What's your first initial feeling, emotion? Well, I'll say that winning this competition is in Madrid's DNA. And as much as I I have respect for what Thomas Tuchel has done with Chelsea and the defensive identity that he's brought to the table for them, and the, the, the tight games that he's winning. I mean, really impressive, I guess, in some ways against West Ham, but maybe more so in the FA Cup semifinals against Man City. So I don't know, though. You just, Madrid in this, and it's just really hard to go against them. Yeah, we have said that before. Going against them in this competition has really hit us where it hurts. James Bench, I know that you have an old Premier League final in the Champions League. Has that changed? Are you riddled a little bit by what's going on? What, what do you think? If I say to you, Real Madrid, Chelsea, what's your initial emotion to? Um, well, this is, you know, old money against new money, isn't it? I know that we've, uh, you know, that Chelsea feel like a part of the Champions League furniture compared with other clubs. But I mean, it, it's a, it's still, despite all that, it's a tie with some proper European heritage. I think these have been sort of two of the great, Champions League teams of late and you know for a slightly longer period with Chelsea but even for a little while with Real Madrid it felt like they fell off they, they went off the boil a bit um I feel like with both of them you can see something building for the long term that this might be you know maybe not the two premier clubs but clubs we see around the quarterfinals semi-finals with some of these players Vinicius Havertz Mount you know we could be seeing this match up more than one or two times over the next few years I think there's some really good players on offer Yeah, no, absolutely right. Jimmy, the one thing, and I wanted to just open it up as a a chat here before we get into the actual game itself. From a league perspective, it's also intriguing. I mean, Chelsea, obviously, their main objective is uh, Champions League qualification for next year. 
obviously an FA Cup final as well. Real Madrid looking, uh, you know, as they tied against Real Betis and, and, you know, Atleti losing. Barcelona, all they need to do is win every single game. So I'm wondering what's going to happen there. How, how do you see it in terms of their current campaigns in, in both leagues? Well, let, let me give some context first, because I think this is interesting as it pertains to this. And I think that will lead into more of the tale of the tape uh, in, in current times. This is the 30th year since the rebrand of the Champions League. And that was new information for me. I was excited when I found that in my research. Now, Real Madrid has been in the semifinals. This is their 14th time of those 30 years since the rebrand. That is ridiculous. Once averaging close to once every two years during the Champions League semifinals, that is more than anybody else by far. They've won the tournament seven of the previous 13 times they've been in the semifinals. They've won five of the last six times they've been in three consecutive when they won three consecutive trophies from 2016 to 2018. Now, what I found interesting for Chelsea, and this speaks to Benj's point, because Chelsea actually has gotten to this point quite a few times. They've gotten to the semifinals since the rebrand eight times. And that is the most of any English club over that time period, which I thought was interesting because we always hmm. think Manchester United. We always think maybe not think Man City, but I guess we think United and even Liverpool to a certain extent. Uh, but they've only won once out of those eight. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if they can get back to the final. Of course, they've met three times, these two clubs, but this is the first time in 23 years. And I got some trivia for you guys. Okay. Chelsea defeated and the last time they faced each other. They defeated Madrid in the 1998 UEFA Super Cup. One to zero. The game was played in Monaco. Who scored the winner in that game? Zola. No. He was I, on the team, though. He was on the I team. I want though. to say it was Dan Petrescu. It, or was it Jody Morris? I remember this game. My dad's a big Chelsea fan. Oh, was it Toriandre Flo? <laughs> he, he, no, Toriandre Flo came in in the 89th minute for the goal score. It was Gus Poyet. Oh, oh. <laughs> CBS yeah. Sports colleague. I feel bad now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just want to throw some trivia at you guys. Okay. So let's get into current times. Uh, Real Madrid are currently on a 17 game unbeaten streak. They've outscored their opponents 28 to eight over that time. They've recorded nine clean sheets, uh, including four consecutive. They're on four consecutive clean sheets. Chelsea has something very similar. They've not allowed though. I think this is really important, especially when it comes to the wagering angle. They've not allowed more than one goal in any of those, those 17 matches. And uh, yeah, and Kareem Benzema in particular, 13 games. He actually had to miss three or four due to that adductor injury. But over that stretch, he scored 12 goals in 13 games, 53 shots total, 26 uh, shots on goal. And they've not lost any of those. They've had nine wins and four draws. The only time, let's get into Zidane really quick. He's only lost once in the knockout rounds with Real Madrid, and that was against Manchester City. Uh, last season. So I don't know. That's what's interesting on that side. Uh, Tuchel, obviously um, killing it. 14 wins, five draws and two losses in 21 games. They're unbeaten on the road. So that's interesting because this first leg is on the road. And uh, Th Thomas Tuchel is undefeated against Real Madrid in his career. He's beaten him four times or he's unbeaten. Sorry. Three draws and, and one win. Uh, two draws, two, 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 two draws with Borussia Dortmund in the group stages, and then he 2-2 uh, draw with PSG and then beat him 3-0 in the group stages as well. So all group stage games, so maybe a little something different there. My big storyline, though, I'm just going to get to it. Eden Hazard came back this weekend against Real Betis, and, and I would love nothing more than for him to score against his former club. Okay, you guys can talk. <laughs> so much goodness. It was like a basket of candy. I love it. I love it. James Bench, what say you, after all that context, has anything shifted, especially in this first leg? No, I can just take all that and just like everything Jimmy said, just replace Real Madrid with Chelsea. You know, these are like the, the two. I, I think if you kind of look at the underlying Champions League numbers, 
Chelsea's are a little sexier, you know, but I mean, it, we're talking by really tight margins here. These are two of the three best defences in the competition. It just maybe doesn't help that the lying in weight probably in the final will be the best defence in the competition. But one of the things that I really have been impressed by with Chelsea is just their refusal to let you anywhere near you know, the part of their penalty area that's sort of vaguely a good shooting spot in line with their goals. We've seen what it takes to score against a Thomas Tuchel Chelsea team in the Champions League. It takes one of the best goals I've seen in years. <laughs> Medi Taremi, overhead bicycle kick. Now, Kareem Benzema, I don't know how flexible he is at his age. I know he's a wonderful striker. He's going to, you know, I think strikers like Benzema, I think, are the, have the best potential to sort of make life a bit more difficult for Chelsea in that he's not. He's not someone that Thiago Silva or Kurt Zuma or Christensen or whoever it is can kind of defend one-on-one and, and get tight to and win the aerial balls because Benzema is going to move out to the channels. He's going to try and create angles for the wide forwards to, to attack into. That's a bit more fiddly to defend, especially with the back. If you have three defenders and no real reference point in front of them, it becomes a bit difficult to, you know, to keep that, that, that line of three there because you just think we're wasting our time. We need to, to kind of get out and move up the pitch. But Chelsea have been so good at, at keeping that discipline. You know, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but it was something I asked Thomas Tuchel about in the press conference as well, was talking about how he's turned this, what was basically a chasm at the back into a outstanding defence. I mean, you know, you never quite get the answer you want from this. It was all about the players, their effort, their hard work, and they're clearly working for him. But equally, he's really come up with something hugely impressive. You've seen great advances. Chilwell and Reese James are two outstanding defensive wingbacks. So you basically are defending with seven players. Um, and I think the, the big question for me is, when Benzema drops into those spaces, who takes him? Is it Kante and Jorginho? Or is it the back three? Does Can that back three hold? Because if they can, I don't really see... Real Madrid getting too much joy. Equally, I'm not. I'm not really expecting Chelsea to get much against whatever defense Madrid put out for all the reasons Jimmy said. Yeah, I think it's a partnership between Benzema and whoever supports him as well. Because I think to your point about how Chelsea have done so well and their protection, they just close out any type of space. And if Benzema holds the ball or whatever, you're gonna need big stuff from Vinicius Junior. You're gonna need big stuff from Eden Hazard. I mean. That's going to be a key thing as well. Can you imagine that? Just like Jimmy said, you know, performing well against his former club, Jimmy, that would be something. But well, the other I can't thing imagine I him to... performing well. I can't imagine him performing well. So what, like, it's been a really long time since he was good at football. I know, but it's not completely his fault. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt just because of the injuries that he's had to go through. But you can't deny just how good of a player he can be. I mean, obviously, it might not work. It might not happen. But I think my point is it depends everything on how you support Kareem Benzema as well. I think everything mm. you said is spot on. I think it's it's about, you know, Tuchel is so good at saying, all right, you give us A, B, and C, we will nullify A, B, and C, and then we'll react to it. So to me, it's about making sure he doesn't concede. Jimmy, Real Madrid, they're at home. I feel that Sedan wants to take care of business right now. Forget about the second leg. Let's take care of business. What do you think? Okay, so I've got another stat for you guys. I'm stat heavy today. Uh, Real Madrid has won nine out of the last 10 first leg matches in the Champions League knockout phase, scoring two plus goals in eight of those 10 matches. I don't think they're going to score two plus goals in this particular matchup for the reasons that you guys are discussing. My big, I guess, issue from an attacking perspective from Madrid is Benzema obviously has to get the ball. And I think 
how do you get him the ball? And to Benja's point, where do you get him the ball? And then what happens with Vinicius Jr. and Asensio, who are going to have to run past him to create a little bit of that verticality to, to make sure they can stretch Chelsea a little bit to find those gaps. The problem is, and what Chelsea does very well, is with their three center backs, they really tuck into those spots where I would say Vinicius Jr. can run in between those areas. So let's take the, the goal in between Trent Alexander-Arnold and, and uh, Nat Phillips for Liverpool. There's a gap there for Vinicius to run into, right? But when you have three center backs, there's, that gap doesn't exist. So now you're pushing that space a little bit wider. So now Asensio and Vinicius don't have those slashing runs inside the center backs because the starting positions for Chelsea are so good. So I find that really interesting to see how they're going to try to create that. Uh, obviously, the midfield battle is going to be ri ridiculous. So Jorginho and Conte versus Cruz and Modric and Casemiro. Yes, please sign me up for that. I could watch that every week. And actually, they should do a league called Super League and have them play every. You know what? That's a really good idea. We can we can talk about that in the next episode. So so my one my one lineup thing though defensively is that Carvajal comes back into the team, uh, right back. Uh, Lucas Vasquez is out, and obviously Carvajal has always been the main starter. He's only played once in the Champions League out of ten games so far. He's been hurt since January second. He hasn't played a lot of minutes, though he did start on the weekend. Furlan Mendy is hurt on the left side. And I don't think they have an adequate replacement. You can't put Marcelo there. I'm sorry for all you Marcelo fans who loved him over the years. The guy does not defend. You need him to defend in this one. But maybe you don't. I guess maybe you can consider him. But if they want to be conservative, if Zidane wants to come out and be conservative, Nacho could probably slide in. Veron looks like he's going to come back into the team. So that back line, though they got another clean sheet this past weekend, still trying to figure out what they can do anytime though. I say that Madrid doesn't have the, you know, can't do the business. They figure out a way to get results. So yeah, be know. very careful And that back forward. Like you said, kept a clean sheet. I granted it was a real Betis. Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Two, two storylines here for you, James. Um, Chelsea, very good. I, I know that we have them high in this Champions League. In the knockout stages, in my opinion, they haven't been tested yet. Porto, with all due respect, right? Atletico Madrid, I think limited. Real Madrid is a completely different kind of animal. This is going to be a different opponent. Uh, so I'm wondering if that's going to be something to think about with this uh, game for Chelsea and Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, I suppose the, the I completely agree with you. And whether their Champions League campaign has been good kind of pivots on where you credit the like drubbing of Atletico Madrid. Was it that you know, Chelsea locked them down and the Atletico aren't really a team that are well suited. They didn't have the ideas, but you know, that where, where, where's the starting point? Is it Atletico had no ideas and it was quite easy for Chelsea to defend or Chelsea defended really well and Atletico couldn't work out. I kind of gravitated towards the latter because, you know, there were a few early chances for Atletico, but I completely agree with you. This is another tier of test. And because you can't just rely on two clean sheets, or one clean sheet. I think they'll get one, but you can't rely on two clean sheets over the tie. So you need to convince me that you can score goals. And this is still the unanswered question with Chelsea is what's the front three? Who's the centre forward? And how do you punish them? You've got one, probably I would think guaranteed starter in Mason Mount. My suspicion is he plays off the right. And then 
maybe it's you know I mean there are lots of options, but I, I suspect it will come down to two from Werner Pulisic Hazard. Uh, Hazard would be great. Kai <laughs> Havertz, Kai Havertz, the other um, very expensive player, um, and obviously it's it's really different ways of playing. Then Havertz is he plays it like De Bruyne plays centre forward. It's not quite false nine. It's like a playmaking target man. Um, and then Werner's back, kind of back. Is he back in form? He scores one and then misses a sitter. And, you know, for statistically minded people, it's getting really, 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 really hard to go, well, look, the important thing is that Timo keeps getting in those positions because he keeps getting in those positions and then like the Benny Hill music plays, you know, <laughs> wah, 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 or whatever. It's, but he only needs to score one of them, doesn't he? And, and, and that could have a major impact. I think, and I suspect, based on the fact he was in the press conference as well, there seems like there's a good chance that Pulisic starts, probably on the left, probably going at Carvajal. You know, that could be a really significant matchup because for once, Pulisic is is playing against someone who's less fresh, you know, not coming back from coming back from an injury more frequently than he is. And I mean, he looks really good. He's really feeling. Did he say he didn't come? He didn't think of himself as an injury prone player. He doesn't think of himself as an injury prone player. At least, at least somebody, at least somebody thinks that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying, like, no. the history of injuries prove themselves, right? Yeah. Jimmy's keeping very quiet here. Um, listen, Jimmy. <laughs> all right, let's get into the lines here because I really, I have a set scoreline for this game, and I don't think anything's going to change my mind. Jimmy, what do you say with betting lines right now, and William help? Listen, I'm a little frustrated with this Christian Pulisic slander. Uh, he, he can be the third U.S. international to ever play in the US, uh, Champions League semifinals. Demarcus Beasley is the only one to start. He did it uh, in 2005. Tyler Adams did play last year, but he came off the bench to make that happen. He could be oh, the it's first amazing. American it really to ever is. Score. It's commendable. Yeah. And listen, he was actually very, very good against Porto. They fouled him, That's I don't know, worst. 25 times, even though they lost that one. I do want to say, when thinking about these lines, that uh, Chelsea have played two La Liga teams in this competition so far, Sevilla twice and Atletico Madrid twice, obviously both in the top four playing very well domestically. They didn't give up a goal over those four. So something to consider with them kind of handling La Liga teams. Can they do it against the greatest to ever do in this competition? I don't know. I don't know. So the lines that I'm looking at, I think we can all agree that under, under one and a half goals is plus 175. It's a zero zero or one zero. And I think we could probably all agree that maybe there's a one one opportunity here, but that would be the only thing that would ruin that. So I'm looking at that. The draw, the draw, and under two and a half goals plus 225. I'm looking hard at that. Now, if you want to get into exact score lines, which is where Luis wants to go, zero zero is plus 650. One one is plus 460. That's the favorite on William Hill. One zero in favor of Madrid is plus 550. 1-0 in favor of Chelsea's plus 700. I think we can all agree it's going to be one of those four results. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the other things I'm looking at, clean sheet for Real Madrid, plus 155. Chelsea to get a clean sheet, plus 230. Uh, the other fun ones I'm looking at is who's going to get a yellow. Casemiro is a yellow card machine. That guy, yeah, damn, he just loves yellow cards. Plus 180 for him to get a yellow anytime. Carvajal, like I said, only played once. I think he's going to be eager to like, get out there, and, and he might have his hands full with either Pulisic or Hakeem Zayek or Werner, whoever it may be. So I could see him get a needless, a needless yellow card. Aspilicueta, Jimmy. He's another one. I got to look at his line. I didn't have him ready to go. But, but Nacho playing out of position. If Nacho starts at left back, 
just that uncomfortability of like, ah, this isn't where I normally play. His position could be a little off. I could see him using his arms to bring somebody down, maybe Mason Mount or Reese James or whoever it is, plus 230 for him to get a yellow anytime. So those are the lines I'm looking at for you guys and things you maybe you should consider. I love it. I'm going with a 1-0 to Real Madrid. I thought that already as soon as I thought of this game, I just think it's going to be very tight, but I think that business wants to be taken care of by Zinedine Zidane. I see Karim Benzema just maybe getting that goal. one nothing to Real Madrid. What say you, James Bench? I mean, that's tempting. I just can't get over the idea that this is, it, nothing is going to, the, the, both these teams are sufficiently conservative that nothing will be decided. Nothing will be scored. So I went for, I went for a nil-nil. Um, you know, I think we all agree this tie is not going to be won, no matter what Zidane and, and Tuchel might like. It's not going to be won in the first 90 minutes. I just think Madrid are so smart at this that, yes, they, they've been a team that run out into, you know, leads in first legs at home. But I think they kind of know that the, the value of an away goal in this tie. And I think they will be very careful to not concede one and very, very much will push for one at Stamford Bridge in a week. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, listen, I think Jimmy's spot on. Those four results that he just said, that's what's going to happen, surely. Jimmy, what's your final uh, guess on this one then? Well, just to kind of uh, answer your question, Espelicueta plus 300 to get a yellow card anytime. That's, that's easy money. <laughs> it sounds like it. I, I, I guess I could see Real Madrid winning this one, 1-0. One I think that they're savvy in this competition. Every time we discount them, they do find a way to get a result. You know, we probably don't talk about Modric and Cruz enough in terms of how they move that team along. They do it so quietly and so expertly. You almost take them for granted. The only two losses that Real Madrid have suffered so far in the Champions League this season are to Shakhtar Donetsk, which what? How is that even possible? So yeah, <laughs> you, you count those. I mean, they've they've done well and and they seem to have figured it out on the defensive side of the ball. They seem really steady despite whoever plays in their back four. And then Kareem Benzema obviously has been lights out. And if Vinicius can play at the levels that he did against Liverpool, I could see them getting a goal. But I could also see a goal coming from a set piece. Sergio Ramos is not involved in this one for leg one. So we'll see if he he emerges for leg two. But he's going to be out. He's always kind of the master of scoring that big set piece goal to help somehow get through uh, or get Madrid through onto the next round. I could see a 1-0 Real Madrid, but I think under one and a half goals is my safest bet. Under one and a half total goals. Under one and a half total goals plus 175 because that gives some room for a 1-0 one, uh, one direction or the other. And nobody sees Chelsea scoring in this first leg. The three of us did not see Chelsea scoring in this one. To Benji's point, like who, who, who yeah. and, and how against the Madrid team that had to have gained a ton of confidence beating Liverpool in the next round who had arguably a much, let's say a much better Front three, when you look at them kind of pound for pound, but in terms of execution, the front three for Liverpool over the years, much better than, than Chelsea's. Yep, fair enough. Well, that's it. That's our Champions League preview for Real Madrid against Chelsea. Final thoughts. Let's go to you, James Bitch. Final thoughts about this game or anything that you uh, you know want to talk about? I mean, I'm absolutely certain now that this is going to be 5 4 for Real Madrid. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's definitely going to be that as well. Jimmy Conroy, what about you? I just want to give a shout out to Chicharito for absolutely lighting it up the last two games. Five goals. Former Real Madrid player. He is. He is. He's a former of a lot of teams, but uh, I'm excited for him. That's exciting. The thing is, I don't have him in my fantasy team. I know it was a little bit MLS talk here at the end, but I just like really impressed with uh, the LA Galaxy and Chicharito in particular. No, of course. Hey, former Real Madrid player. And by the way, watch his post-game presser. It's just, it's beautiful. He's so likable. It's ridiculous. But anyway, that's it. Thank you so much, James Bench. My pleasure. 
Thank you, Jimmy Conrad. Thank you, guys. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and James Bench for joining me today. Please make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod. Listen to us and follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. We're also on Spotify, on Stitcher, on YouTube, cbssports.com. We have plenty more, including our Champions League recaps, our Wednesday previews, Europa League, and our weekend preview as well. Have a great, great week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.